And uh, time now to say good morning. He's not on the line. He's here in studio across from me. Clive Tozabantu Ramatibela. Hello! Top of the morning to you, Sakina, and to the rest of the listeners as well. It's lovely being here, by the way. I apologize for your ears there. <laughs> I, I mean, I should have warned you to turn down the volume, seeing that he's sitting in front of a mic. Well, great to have you in studio. Yeah. And um, uh, what's happening? Um, I mean, let's take a look at uh, the Asian markets and uh, what they're doing there. Positive territory for uh, fourth straight session today for friday and, and it is actually quite remarkable because i was looking at all the Wooza weekends that i've been doing and i can see that for the last four weeks consecutively uh consecutively the asian markets have been in the positive for this week alone sakina they have added 4.1 trillion us dollars let me just explain what that means that means just <laughs> this is some countries by the way this is some this is bigger this is twice as much or even actually four times as much as the South African GDP. Can you believe that? <laughs> so what these guys are doing is quite phenomenal. And what is at the back of this particular rally that's come back? Uh, it's obviously we know that the Fed's decision not to actually write hike rates has created some sort of consistency in terms of the equity markets. But also the MSCI Asia Pacific, if you look at that index as well, I'm including there China, Thailand, New Zealand as well. They've done relatively well. They're up, uh, but they are up by 0.9 percent which is quite positive and also the shanghai composite the I'll call it the Bloody Mary of all equities because these guys have are working on, on one foot. Remember, like a third of their stocks are actually not trading, but they're still rallying because the Chinese government is adamant to put more money in there. So it is looking quite phenomenal. It is exciting. And I, I reckon what we'll see later on in the JSE when we open at 9 o'clock is that you'll see that boost. You'll start seeing that rally actually impact on the local market as well. Let me just ask this question. You know, when we had uh, the... Uh, financial uh, implosion in 2008. Now, the world obviously caught the flu from what was happening in the United States. And with the concern around the Chinese economy, Mm. are we likely to see a similar sort of effect, uh, you know, um, a ripple effect if things were to go horribly wrong there? Do you know what's happened? The Chinese economy has become the panado of the world so <laughs> everybody wants to have it <laughs> because that's how you you get your headache away but the truth of the matter is the data that's come out unfortunately in recent months shows that there is a, a significant decline in the economy and what it, what they're trying to do is to put more money into it it is it working to some extent it is because the stocks are still rallying however any economist will tell you the fact that if you look at the actual uh, gauge of a uh, particular uh, country, that should give you an indication of where the economy is going. Now, you look at South Africa, where the JSE is in contrast with what is happening in the, in the real economy, the domestic economy. So the question is, the realities of what China is facing currently right now, will that be reflected in its economy? We're starting to see the data do that. And the answer, to, the short answer to that is the fact that the slowdown is not going to be going away anytime soon. And so we will not see that 7% time. Wait, 
around 7% target <laughs> that they're looking for. So uh, that is only my, my main concern. And obviously, if they slow down, the countries like South Africa and the rest of the emerging markets that rely on China's positivity, including the US, by the way, because they owe debt to them, uh, will also be affected. And speaking of uh, forecasts and um, Nestle, they've cut their 2015 forecast, but this is, of course, after their ninth month sales missed the estimates. Yeah, they did, uh, by almost 59%, which is quite scary. And by the way, I don't have any chocolates to share with you, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give any, so I don't know what's happening there. What I can tell you about Nestle, I mean, these are guys have been continuously doing well. They've, they've opened ice cream factories. I know you guys are, we're talking about, um, 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 uh, what are they called? I forgot their name now. They're in South Africa, that they're going to be opening their own ice cream factory. Yes, yes, we spoke about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, them. So, yeah. so I, I don't know if, if, if this is going to be great competition. South Africans are very brand loyal. I'm worried that perhaps maybe the South Africans will still continue to consume the very same stuff and they won't change anyway uh, to, 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 the new, to the new ideas or new ice cream that will be coming out. I know for a fact that I love a particular brand and that's why I stick to it. And, and surely you know, Sakina, what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I'm concerned that the guys might not do as well as they, they think they should be doing. But Nestle is still a strong company, still very well diversified, and I still think they'll do great things in the future. And uh, just a quick one, um, that email question from Larry Joa, yeah. who wanted to know about uh, currencies and, and why is the EU, so, uh, the, the, the euro so strong? The euro is strong because at the back of a very weak uh, inflation. Um, if you remember very well, 2008, after that, we never saw them actually take off. The, the struggle right now is fighting deflation. It's the same situation that you find in Japan, where you've got a country so well diverse, the third biggest economy in the world, but they're still struggling with deflation. And the, the, the problem of that is, is that... The problem with that is that it creates a false um, image of what the currency actually is. It's not really the numbers as they should be because the central bank, on the other hand, is saying, oh, well, you know, we're going to have a target. They keep missing the target. So the euro is strengthening at the back of a lower base, and that can happen in any, any country. So, for example, if something wants to happen detrimentally badly to the South African economy and there's nothing to feed back into it to support the currency, the currency will remain weak. So even if we raise interest rates, it won't help to drive new inflation. And that's where the problem is. And I'm hoping that we'll get it right. But at the moment, the one currency that we are supporting locally um, in my company, which has been doing relatively well, uh, <laughs> and somebody was, I'm, I'm giving away my secrets here, so I must be very careful, is actually the yuan. Hmm. Chinese currency. Okay. <laughs> and of course, um, go to Twitter. Your fans are out there in number. I don't know why they are excited that you are in oh. studio across from me. <laughs> Martin is just as excited as I am. Martin is here every Friday. So, I, I mean, Christmas has come early. There we go. Let's give, let's give them what they're waiting for. What's Weekend. <laughs> and that, of course, our analyst Clive. Ntoza Matura Matibela.